Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I am with Carissa Grant. How are you doing, Carissa? Good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. Can you tell everybody at home about uh, Redemption and Worthy Chaos? Sure. So I wrote this um, as a role player. I role played as Claire Redfield 15 years before I started this uh, story. And um, the story is a little bit more unique in the fact that um, I wrote the story and I write everything Serafina, but my co-writer writes everything Draven. So when you're reading the two characters, they're two completely different characters. So they have that unique personality to them. You can tell they talk a little different. Um, my character, Serafina, talks more than she thinks. Draven, you know, thinks more <laughs> than he talks. So it's definitely a lot like the writers. Um, but uh, Serafina is a angel descendant, um, a supernatural hunter. And Draven is a demon descendant who is an assassin, natural hunter. He was arrested for the murder of her family that he didn't do, but it was framed for. and. Um, in that time, he trained as an uh, assassin. So uh, the story kind of takes place with them separating and uh, meeting up in town. Um, the angels and demons uh, set them up to be trapped in this town that they merge with hell. Um, their fathers, uh, his is a demon and hers is an angel. And they're after her to um, take this uh, angelic weapon that she was created from. And they're trying to take it back from her. So they can use it to tip the scales in heaven and heaven's favor, heaven and hell's favor. Um, the father has another reason for it, but he's using the war as an excuse to get this weapon. Um, and so it's a little bit of Buffy the Vampire, Slayer, Supernatural, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, uh, and all mixed into one. <laughs> oh, that's that's a, that's the way to pitch it right there. That's, that's <laughs> a, I'm hearing some Constantine in there. I'm loving it. <laughs> it yeah, good. yeah, Constantine. There's uh, you know people that love Stranger Things would love it and. Oh, and all yeah. that, it's got all that that great element of uh, the fun and craziness that goes on. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have supernatural creatures, monsters, demons, angels, horror, gore, and zombies. I just, I mean, how do you not like start clicking around and buying that? That's great. Yeah, uh, and um, the series is already written. So um, it has 50 issues written and we are now wow. currently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we kind of got a little out of control. Uh, it wasn't planned. We didn't say, hey, let's make a comic book. Um, we just kind of wrote for three years straight, uh, three years of September. And we wound up having 100 plus issues. Uh, 50 is this one. 45 is the complete uh, spinoff. And then we have um, we started the prequel, which is 10 and the series two for both. Uh, so, yeah, we have a lot for this story. There's a lot of world building and characters and, and all that fun stuff. So we might be a little bit obsessed. <laughs> We passed the 1 million word mark in our story like a couple of weeks awesome. ago. Uh, so we might have gotten a little out of control. Yeah, yeah a little bit. That's right. <laughs> we're, we love when people are passionate about their projects. It becomes infectious to us. So we're all, we're all about that. So you started three years ago on this idea that's mid-pandemic. What was it about making a comic book that you, that you wanted to do? Why did you want to make it? Um, so originally... Um, we we hadn't like I said we just wrote we are we, we role played for fun um it wasn't intentional and then we were like oh we have eleven books we should probably write something with it we mm -hmm. were going to see if we can it was something you can release as a novel but um we're role players so it was written by two different people and the the editor was like no you'd have to you know you'd have to smush it together and and separate it and, and um we didn't want to lose any of it. So we're like, forget it. We'll just um, print it for ourselves through Lulu's and 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 that's it. Um, but I decided to spoil us and get a, an artist to draw us a cover. And I said, all these artists are really cartoony. Do you want cartoony? Do you want realistic? Because we're role players. We had actors in mind. 
And my car ride was like, oh, cartoony's fine. And like a light bulb went off. And I was like, well, if you don't mind cartoony, I can do a comic book. And, and and like a naive person was like, how hard can it be? It's only the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, <laughs> it's incredibly hard, people. Um, but it's super satisfying. And I mean, every time I get those pages from my artist, uh, Jonas DaCosta, by the way, who is absolutely phenomenal. You get that like hyperness, like you're like all oh, pages. And yeah. he doesn't work on weekends and it kills me because I gotta go. <laughs> he ruined weekends for me because I don't get pages and I have uh, withdrawals on the weekends. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's fast and he's amazing. And I just, every, with every page, I love it more and more. We're, issue seven's already done. So we're already ahead. Yeah. And that's released October 3rd. It's a uh, double length. It's 38 pages of story. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is, I believe, 32, I think. And uh, this one's mainly about our um, our vampires. How, how, how do they differ from, because now you're introducing something like vampires into a heaven and hell battle. How, do that, how does that differ from normal vampires? So our vampires started as mutation, where one vampire, regular vampire, had a heartbeat every six hours. It was just like a random thing. And it kept the blood really thick you know, because it was clotting right before rigor mortis. And then he'd have a heartbeat and the blood will circulate again. So it made him more ruthless because he had to go out and feed more. He could not feed from a blood bag like the rest of the vampires. He couldn't feed from, you know, animals. He had to feed straight from a human or they would start to deteriorate like a zombie. So he decided that he would start creating this other ruthless species of vampires so he started turning people. But what happened is when he turned them, they would still have their soul. So they wouldn't go after a human. They didn't want to kill a human. So they deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So he decided to go after the most ruthless people he can find murderers and sociopaths and, and anyone that can actually go and kill. Mm-hmm. And besides that, um, whatever reason that this technique happened, they're able to track their victims down by tasting their blood or biting into them. So if they bite you and you get away, they can track you or anywhere you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. And if you kill one of them, they will seek you out with revenge and they can all hone in on you wherever you go. And there's no way to stop them because our vampires, they don't mind the sun. They don't like it. But when revenge is in, they'll just go through. They don't care. Yeah. They don't have to be invited in. And uh, so the only way to really kill them is to chop off their head. You can burn them, but it takes so long for a body to burn that you they'll just keep attacking you. So you got to pretty much chop off their heads. Yeah. And and so they're just more ruthless and the tracking ability kind of screws you over. So between issues four and six, that happens. She gets bit by one or the taste is blood and they track her down at where they were staying. And she realizes they have to go find them all. There's yeah, they're in this town of hell. But if you don't go track them down, they're going to come back after you. So mm-hmm. that's six. They're they're going to track down this. They're going to lure out the vampires and then they're going to follow them to their nest and they have to attack the entire nest, not knowing how many are even in there. When, when you have this offshoot of vampires that seem to be kind of creating more attention than they would probably normally want, do you have <laughs> other vampires also wanting to address the situation? Um, there are other vampires in the world. Um, okay. They generally stay away from hunters, which is why hunters don't usually screw with them. They, they mm-hmm. usually feed from blood. But I mean, there's obviously ruthless ones here and there. Um, but since they have their soul, they're more likely to feed off of blood bags or whatever. But because of this mutation with them, they just so ruthless that they'll go after hunters. Um, okay. And this one was a little bit different, as you'll see in six. It actually somebody sent the, them after them to begin with. 
Um, Even clotters would normally kind of stay away from hunters because uh, even though they're stronger and everything, you don't want to draw attention to a group of hunters. Um, But they were paid to go after them and it started this whole, they thought it would be an easy thing to go after them. And it was not our uh, (laughs) our pretty badass. So um, yeah, so you have this little mini story in there. Uh, and I love the clutters. Um, and it's 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 such a side thing that I kind of want to do like a whole mini series of you know. Sounds like you have enough material for it. Yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. I like how this is where people are gonna be jumping in on. So they're they're getting in a new mini story within the big story. And yeah. then I think, yeah, you definitely gotta shoot this off to something else too. That's right? cool. Yeah, and the and the vampires that I mean they're they different they have different levels of um you know and we didn't talk about like the main alpha one that started the whole thing because it starts or he starts different nests so mm-hmm. if i do a spinoff i'm gonna have it where you could see where he started and how he created and and uh going through the horrors of being you know if you don't feed directly from a human you start to deteriorate and you can kind of see in six i think there's one or two that like the, you can see the jaws like deteriorating because he hasn't fed oh, enough yeah. and yeah we just like zombies so we're just like yeah. zombie <laughs> vampires so yeah, we actually have like four types of vampires, uh, four four types of zombies in the entire uh, five books. You have the vampire type, you have the Dawn of the Dead type because they're in the hell town because nice. they're they're coming from hell. Um, in book two, they're in a haunted asylum where they're trapped with ghosts and the bodies are possessed by ghosts. So they're they're animated, but it's not technically a regular uh, zombie of what it would be and then and then book three is 10 issues of an entire infested city of zombies infected like resident evil 2 so we oh, have nice. those those forms and that's my favorite i'm a, zo- yeah. I'm a zombie <laughs> with resident evil girl so all of this started from resident evil 2 when i started playing it and got obsessed with claire redfield and and all that stuff oh, so. yeah and leon just, don't blame <laughs> you you yeah. also have i mean if you guys go to the the site again it's all going to link in the description Definitely a mascot's got to be some of Egyptian lore. Can you explain how that's working into heaven and hell? Yeah. So in this one, eventually all the cultures will come. Not all. I mean, there's tons of them. Right. Um, but a bunch. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So series two is going to be heaven and hell teaming up together to go after my characters. And they're going to be teaming up with Anubis and um, his army of mummies. And you're going to have Hecate and Hades and their zombies which my characters do not like because they've been fighting zombies and mummies <laughs> the entire yeah. time. You don't want to team up with them, but when you're against heaven and hell, you don't really have a choice. Um, but how Anubis comes in, um, her father uh, is controlling him. Uh, he's got a little remote control. You can kind of see it on his belt. Um, and it says Anubis and runes on it. And he's actually controlling Anubis to kind of, he can't, he's, uh, he's a fallen angel technically. So he has powers, but not as much as he should. Um, so he's using Anubis to kind of lure his uh, daughter where she needs to go. Um, and, and she, he doesn't want to be seen by her yet, just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you'll see that they kind of stay out of it. Like from three on, they're always around, but they're on rooftops. So they're fighting in other areas. But uh, Draven and Serafina don't even know that their fathers are after them or that they are their fathers. So they have no okay. idea. Yeah. I like that idea because that's something I mean, we've heard heaven and hell, but the idea that you're mixing and matching more cultures into it and kind of giving more perspective, um, shifting alliances. That's such a cool and unique idea. I really love that. Yeah. And it's mostly, um, if you notice, because Hecate and Hades are underworld um, gods and so is Anubis. So it's kind of the whole underworld is, you know, with them. Um, and and when the war starts, it's going to be kind of interesting. We haven't written it yet. We have an epilogue. We've started writing it. Um, but Anubis doesn't talk. So you have like this, you know, evil, he's not evil, but he, you know, he, he's grumpy. Very stoic. Yeah, yeah. He's very stoic. 
Um, and he doesn't really want to join. And um, it's actually uh, Hecate that's kind of like, she talks Hades into it saying like, well, you can't visit Persephone if the war is going on and you're not involved. And he's like, fine, yeah. whatever. And then she's like, well, I might as well contact Anubis and see if he'll help. And then he's all grumpy and like, fine, I'll help. Um, but it's going to be interesting to write for the character where he doesn't talk, you know? Yeah. Right now, you kind of see he does things like, for example, um, in issue four, he's playing fetch with one of the discarded hellhounds that got um, <laughs> one of the hellhounds. The hellhounds leader got beat up by um, the Draven's father to so he can assert the pack. That's why they follow him. So he's got a broken horn from being beat up and he just brings Anubis a stick and Anubis just throws it and he brings it back. And he's like, what the hell? He just throws it, brings it back. So from now on, we have the hellhound following behind him with this stick in his hand and he's just like, you know, stick in his mouth and he's just following behind him. Um, and Anubis just lets him and he, and he starts to get attached to it, you know? And when he starts to fight through the remote control, they start to use the hellhound against him. Be like, well, you better do this or we're going to do this to your hellhound. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, and, and it plays a big part in um, in book three because um, the, the the remote control doesn't work through portals and he's going to go through a portal. And they're like, well, we're going to keep your hellhound here. You're going to do what we say. And then you'll have to go from there. Um, so a lot of that plays into it. And I I love the hellhound. Um, yeah, uh, he's he he wasn't in the original book. I kind of added him in because he wound up being in a spinoff we were writing. And I was like, well, now I want him in the main one. So I had added him to it and I love him. His name is Croc. Nobody knows that because she actually comes up with that name in the spinoff. But it's Croc because there's this gem that's gorgeously red sparkle gem, but it's poisonous if you hold it too much. And hellhounds are poisonous to angels. So she called him Crocolite, which is this gem. And so it's Croc for short. So we're gonna have to find a way to come up with his name in this one because, you know. Um, I'm trying to think, well, isn't there an Egyptian god that weighs whether or not your soul is worthy? And Anubis I think that's though. a crocodile. Is that Anubis, Anubis that does that? Okay. So what happens is Anubis weighs your heart against the feather, the truth of feathers. And then okay. if you if you fail, he feeds you to the croc hippopotamus mixture thing. Okay. Uh, and and originally he didn't do that. So it's kind of weird that their their culture changed that. So I don't know what he did with them before. Like, did he devour them? Did he eat them? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might enter that one eventually because they do travel to hell and she does go to, to um, the underworld in uh, the spinoff. So we'll have to, uh, I, I just picturing a crocodile hippopotamus mix creature. I mean, <laughs> what? Wait, what kind Having of to what? warn the artist ahead of time. Like, get ready. This is going to be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Uh, yeah um but uh yeah he'll he weighs the souls and that's kind of where hecate is like you you know her soul is pure she's an angel you you have to help her and he's like grumpy and all that stuff um and she pets i like so in the spinoff she actually pets i don't know if you've ever seen inuyasha but um yeah, there's this yeah. part where inuyasha uh kagome touches his ears when she first meets mm -hmm. him and that's what she does to anubis um so i'm looking forward to having us write that one it's so funny because in Redemption, she doesn't have any pets, but in spinoff, she has the, the the Hellhound as a pet. And this one, it's the Anubis. It's funny because all the characters are in both stories, but they have they have different roles in them, mm -hmm. like enemies in this one or allies in that one and vice versa, uh, oh. which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so you do have those those multiple kinds of cultures in here. They'll be Celtic later on during the war, too. Um, but yeah, we 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 threw everything in there. That's cool. <laughs> So yeah. your first issue came out in 2023. You guys are already on six. You guys are coming out at a pretty good pace then. Yeah, it helps that one, um, they're all written. Um, you mm -hmm. know, we, we do have the entire story written out for, for this series. 
Um, I am still converting scripts, but I'm already up to 19. So um, we're converting those pretty quickly. And my artist, uh, this is his first paid job. So um, he quit his job to do this, um, which, yeah, so I better not, no pressure. Um, Better do good. (laughs) But um, he's super fast and he is getting busier, um, but I want to kind of get ahead before he gets too busy and he, he has to actually take more work. And he's promised to stay the whole time. Um, he has that fortunate loyalty, (laughs) hopefully, but, uh, he loves the story. He's very, uh, into it. It's not just a paid job. He's part of the team and it helps, which is really nice. And, and it's nice that he loves the story and he gets all animated. He's like, Oh, he's so excited because zombies are in eight and he's, you know, we've got giant salamanders in the next issue and all that. Um, and he just finished seven. I was like, you can take a break if you want, you know, cause you just (laughs) finished 38 pages and he's like, let's go. So he actually did issue eight cover. Uh, two days ago and it was gorgeous with them fighting zombies so much so that i'm getting it animated because i just want a little animation to i, I just want to see the characters in motion so oh like, yeah. So, yeah those do really well with like advertising too just like kind of sharing everybody it's a good hook to get everybody on board yeah and we have um i don't know if you've ever seen our video on kickstarter if you go watch it later um we have an animation of anubis on the end so you can see anubis walk out and he like picks up the staff and he roars um so now uh as of today during the last interview i was in um, I decided that I'm going to have a new animation per book because we have a new song oh, cool. per book. Yeah, yeah. The song on the video is um, the instrumental version of the, the song we had written and performed for us, but you can get as an add on for like three bucks, mm-hmm. you get an instrumental and a vocal. And we have a new one being made for zombies and that's going to be a release for the next book. So new animation, a new song. That's, that's the goal. We got five to go. Cool. Well, yeah. four more to go. <laughs> All right, guys, obviously this is an amazing story an amazing world being built quickly. So you want to make sure to get in on this. So in the description, we've got the links to the Kickstarter and to the website. On the website, you can shop around for everything. There's everything there, uh, including really cool Anubis gear. And, <laughs> and then get that Kickstarter. You guys have got all kinds of cool bundles for them to check out. Some that even include other comics and stuff. So, uh, And we have actually interviewed some of the comic book writers that I've seen on there. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Kind of the pale red. That's cool. For, for $5, you get all 20 of those. So you actually get 21 cool. stories for 5 bucks. So if you just want the PDFs. Uh, you can't beat that. Yeah, you can't beat that. And the easiest way to find us is just search Worthy Chaos and Kickstarter. You got links, um, but Worthy Chaos is where the only thing that pops up. Don't search Redemption. There's like 700. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> if you Google Worthy Chaos, guys, the first two links are yours. It's the, your oh, website, nice. then your Kickstarter. So you're on <laughs> board. That's, yeah. that's when you know you made it is when Google yeah, says you're worthy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, we're going to end things off with a couple questions out of the Geek Box. Are you ready for these? Yeah. Hopefully. All right. First up. <laughs> Is is visiting NASA on your bucket list? What do you think? You want to go to NASA? Uh, you know, probably not. I think I would more want to explore. I know they do. Um, what what does it stand for? It's like not, isn't it nautical too? Or, um, good question. I have no clue. <laughs> I think it's because I just I think I just saw it where it was uh, something nautical as well as space. So I I am more interested in the only the the deep sea like marina trench or whatever like what is oh, we've only yeah. explored what's like five percent so what's down there yeah i wonder if there's a real megalodon hiding down there so yeah, yeah i think i'm more i'm more safer going under the water than in space so that's a good idea <laughs> yeah. next do you own any replica weapons from fantasy novels <laughs> i have sting from lord of the rings yes me too <laughs> yeah it's by my bed and it's in case anyone breaks in um it hasn't gone off yet so no orcs nearby but i'm i'm prepared you know, I want to, if that well, thing like, glows blue, I'm ready to go. 
There you so. go. It's a security system as well. It's like, I think something's at the front door. This thing's getting pretty yeah. blue. <laughs> you never know what's going to be out there. <laughs> Next one. And boy, what a perfect one for you. Zombies or vampires? Oh, zombies. Gotta be zombies. Gotta be zombies. Huh? I, I love zombies. I've loved this since whenever I was before Walking Dead. I was a zombie girl. So it was before yeah. it was cool. So yeah. Yeah, zombies. there you go. Now there's a hundred different walking deads. Everybody's in. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me like, I don't want people to think like I'm a player. Like I liked it before the walking dead. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta get like a tattoo that says I'm an OG zombie fan. That's, right. Like that. <laughs> That's right. That's next. That's what I gotta get. But yeah. All right, guys, again, just Google worthy chaos or go on Kickstarter, check out worthy chaos or better yet, click the links in the description. And uh, thank you very much for joining me today, Chris. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks. All right, guys, Thanks. we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>